Hey everybody, it's your old pals Ian, Chewy, Alan, and Ryan. And we're here to talk about all the great shows on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, aren't we boys? How many yes. shows? Oh wait, sorry. Uh, yes, we are. How many shows? <laughs> There's four good of job, them, Alan. Alan. Four good. of them, and they come out on all different various days of the week. Uh, of course, uh, every Friday you can listen to the original, the classic Stuff and Things, where Chewy and I uh, just kind of talk to each other like we're best buddies. We just kind of talk like just you, like you, your best buddies, like you just and your best like friends best talk, like, yeah. like we're best buddies, like we're best buddies. Yeah. Watch it, you're on thin ice. I have Alan over here. I that's am right fine. here. Be friends with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. Uh, so yeah. you can check that out every single Friday if you like hearing conversations that you and your friends would have, but with two total strangers. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have on the Stuff and Things podcast now, boys? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ian. <laughs> Alan Selman. I took a stance here. Uh, <laughs> we, we have four color commentary. Uh, what's a that comic, show about? It's a comic. I'm about to get to that. Gee, Alan, what's that show about? Thank you. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, it's a comic book podcast where four comic book nerds talk about books that they bring, sort of like a comic book book club, but we also talk about other things like movies and comic book happenings on top of all that. So... Uh, it comes out every other Wednesday, which is free, uh, not free comic book day, but it is sometimes. <laughs> it's just every comic book day. If your parents every are still other. buying your comic books like they are for me, then it is free comic book day. <laughs> it's every other Wednesday that comes out. Gosh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's really excited. Ryan, uh, tell us about the redheaded stepchild of the Seven Things right, Podcast the, Network. The, the, uh, the, the sad, lonely other child of the Seven <laughs> Things Podcast Network is a podcast we like to call Super Action Bros. <laughs> podcast we're talking about movies with explosions and car chases and lots of people dying a lot and stuff uh it's every saturday the most action-packed day of the week with ryan and ian yeah where we take a critical look at those movies that are commonly watched while eating a lot of popcorn and snacks uh and pizza and beer (laughs) i like those things (laughs) isn't there one more podcast that we're forgetting about nope let's move forward the dark recesses of the stuff and things podcast network where only the brave dare dwell not me. I'm out of here. Yes. I'm here <laughs> to tell you about the. You already talked about the redheaded stepchild. I'm here to tell you about the neglected, jet black haired, evil demon ghost. son of the sun ghost. Of the, <laughs> the sun ghost? Yes. The ghost of the sun? Exactly. Oh, I was thinking like a sun ghost. Like oh, sun, sun of ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is referred to as Eyes in the Dark, where we talk about horror movies oh. with. Movie expert, Dr. Oh, yes. Jurassic Price, <laughs> and the classic and ever velvety voiced Evan is on it. <laughs> and of course, because we have busy schedules, it is released every other Monday, the most terrifying day of the week. Monday is legit the most terrifying day of the week. See, guys, there's something for everyone here on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Everybody can enjoy a little something here. Um, and we want you to enjoy now. So sit back, relax, get yourself a nice beer or juice box. Yeah, if you're driving, don't drink beer. Don't do that. The juice box the is fine. But what you can do is Root enjoy. Beer, also, okay. <laughs> what you can do is enjoy another fine Stuff and Things podcast. Here. 
Welcome to Super Action Bros, a podcast we talk about movies with explosions and car chases. And ripping cars apart to find drugs in them. Ooh. I'm Ryan. I'm Ian. Hello, everybody. Welcome to week number three of uh, Art House Action Month uh, on Super Action Bros. Uh, this time we watched the 1971 film uh, The French Connection. Yes. Starring uh, our favorite and every actor's favorite, actor's actor, Gene Hackman, as Ryan likes to refer to him as. Yep. Uh, before we get on to uh, The French Connection, we want to let you guys know about some ways you can reach out to our show if you like the things that we do and you'd like to become involved. Um, way number one you can reach out to our show is by reaching out to us via our website, uh, superactionbros.com. It's a Tumblr blog uh and uh, you can follow us there and get updates on when new episodes come out as well as ryan likes boats gifts from the movies that we watch it's true i probably kind of harder with these art- artsy movies there's probably not as many um but you never know uh so uh you can do that you can also uh do some things along the sidebar of that website such as subscribe to us on itunes we do have uh all of our episodes available on itunes please feel mm-hmm. free to subscribe uh and you can also access our episodes anywhere that uses the itunes podcast feed so if you use instacast or any apps like that you can also find us there uh you can also reach out to us via social media such as twitter we are on twitter at uh, at super action bros on twitter we're also available individually for me ian it's at i rich that's at i r i t c h i'm on twitter too ryan roop r-y-a-n-r-u-p-p-e you can also reach out to us via uh, facebook as well as we do have a uh, account on a website called letterbox letterboxd.com uh it's a movie social media site that you can review movies on uh and share your reviews with others and let us know some movies we should watch or tell us we were totally wrong about super mario brothers and if you think it's the best movie ever, that's You're really wrong. weird, but okay. Uh, and Everyone's you, allowed to be wrong. You can also reach out to us via email, good old-fashioned American email. at superactionbros at gmail.com. And finally, check out not only our show, but all the other shows of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network at stuffandthingsnetwork.com, where there's a link to all the shows on iTunes, as well as a uh, link to a contact page. You can fill it out really easily for any of our shows and reach out to us. So we would appreciate it. So Ryan. The French Connection. Yes, The French Connection. We've been wanting to watch this one for a while. This is one that's been tossed around for quite a while. It has. Uh, it has sort of a legendary car chase scene. Uh, well, car chase in quotes. Car uh, slash train chase. A car chase. is chasing something. A train. Uh, it has a, and and it's it's sort of in a lot of ways this and and some of the movies are are considered like the prototypical American action movies. It's true. Uh, it's it's from a very different time. Uh, a time it, it's funny because a time when it was okay to say the n-word whenever you wanted it's funny because the movie's rated r but it's just like it's pretty really violent yeah it's really violent we we, we yeah we watched two movies but it, back to back yeah this is part one and then next week we'll tell you about part two and these movies are both kind of similar and in a lot of ways tone yeah we'll um, we'll discuss it we'll probably discuss it more at the end of the la- next episode yeah but anyway the french connection let's talk about the people who made this movie so who made this movie right uh, this movie was directed by well relatively legendary director william friedkin who uh, what other movies might people know him from what's his most famous movie that people might know him from? his most famous movie is the exorcist yes which is the movie he made immediately after making this movie. Oh, really? I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, like two years later. Uh, let's see. He's also done some episodes of CSI. He did, oh, he did Bug. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, Rules of Engagement. To Live and Die in L.A. Uh, let's see. He did some episode, an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Blue Chips, which is a basketball movie that is very well regarded from the 90s. Cruising? Oh, we did Cruising? Really? 1980. Mm, did not know that. Yeah. So he's, I mean, he's kind of a legendary director in terms of making movies that are sort of tense and, and, but he has his director, I'd, and, and I haven't seen a whole lot of his movies to be perfectly honest. I've seen but the he Exorcist. tends to be, his stuff tends to be very, 
street level. Yeah, and the Exorcist. It, it kind of now that I know that uh, that was the same dude, and I'm pretty sure it was. I kind of was like thinking about the Exorcist and how that's filmed, mm. and it feels and looks very similar. Uh, no, I mean, obviously, totally different stories, a totally yeah. different genre of film, but the look of it and the feel of it is very similar to this. Like, I don't know how to describe it unless you watch them both and you'll kind of see what I, I mean. I think that when I was reading about this movie, uh, the thing that's mentioned a lot of times is the documentary style. Yeah, it very much is like that. Yeah, where it's, it's like just sort of like and handheld cameras, you know, not a lot of crane shots or, or high camera angles, and they're not... Most of the time, the camera is not on a not on one of those tracks. It's more like somebody's got a camera on their shoulder and they're sort of hustling to follow the guys. That's <laughs> as best they can. Uh, but it's not shaky cam like like digital stuff that we have now mm-hmm. because those were big cameras. You didn't shake them because oh, yeah. they would break. Yeah, and that's that costs. I don't a lot even think dollars. you could shake them because yeah. you have to use yeah, they, four hands, two guys heavy. to shake them. Uh, speaking of guys, uh, there's yeah. a lot of guys in this movie. <laughs> there are. That's true. <laughs> Only um, one lady that I saw. It's true. It's, oh, no, there's a couple, but there was one who showed her butt. There's a surprise butt in this movie. <laughs> was there a surprise boobs in this movie? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. I know there was a surprise butt, and that was when Gene Hackman was foot cuffed to the bed. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, boy, Gene Hackman. Speaking of which, of actors, <sighs> yeah, Gene so let's Hackman. Talk to the actors. actors, actor Gene Hackman. Yeah, this is, man, Gene Hackman is. is you know, uh, funny story. the The story of this movie is based on actual events. Really, and the 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 actual cops who were involved in the actual French Connection bust. There's actually an entire Wikipedia article about this drug bust in the in and the. And I'm 70s. sure you read the whole thing. Yeah, I did. Uh, but but the the they based the two main guys on these two guys mm-hmm. uh and to the point that these guys were there on the set oh really yeah like Damn. being like well that's not what the way i would have done it or, or different things like that yeah uh and so the part the the spoiler part where um gene hackman's character just full-on shoots a dude in the back and kills him uh-huh the guy who he was playing was on the set and he was just like yep that's what happened well <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's exactly what happened because i know it's some of his dramatized but that's that's he was fine with it <laughs> he like, would have done right. that if he was in that situation. <laughs> and uh, just blow a guy's ugh. like hole through him through the back. Yeah. Oh man, it was that was that was rough. That's the thing is this and this movie contains. We'll get to that. You know, let's keep going to the cast. But remind me, speaking of the violence, to bring that up, bring that back up in a little bit, sir. This movie also has Roy Scheider in it. Yes, it does. Uh, from you may know him from Jaws. Jaws. Uh, Jaws is the big thing that everybody knows him from. Jaws. But he's in he's in other stuff. He's in tons of things, but mostly Jaws. I feel like he's been in a lot of other really big. Let's see, there was. Oh, he was in Sequest. That's, that's oh, that's right. That's why I recognize <laughs> that's him. That's right. Yep. It wasn't that Sequest. high quality television show Sequest. He was a uh, God. What's his name in Jaws? Why am I blanking right now? He was. Uh, was well, Quint? Who's the? Who's not him? There's Brody. Who is? He's, he's Brody. He's not. I thought he was. No, I thought he was. I thought Brody was Richard Dreyfuss. I'm gonna look this up. Keep talking about the cast. No, no, he's he's definitely Brody. Uh, but yeah, he's been in quite a few things. He's still a working actor. Um, oh, that's right. Dreyfus is Hooper. That's right. Yeah. All right. So Roy Scheider is great. He sort of plays the the foil, the the by the book guy to Gene Hackman's sort of wild, unpredictable cop. Yeah. Um, uh, we also have Fernando Ray, mm-hmm. who plays the French Connection, mm-hmm. um, who is actually a, a a French actor of some note, uh, and who was in just a ton of like French New Wave movies. Mm-hmm um back back in the past when that was the thing so so basically before Wait, there this, was a sequel to this movie yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> oh is. no, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Oh, we're gonna have to watch that. It's oh yeah, the seventies. The they like their sequels then. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Um, we're gonna watch this. No, we're not. <laughs> yes, we will. Uh, Let's see uh, who's in it. Is ever the original cast return? Gene Hackman's back. There you go. Gene Hackman likes me. And nice. this guy and Fernando Ray. Uh, so besides that, most of the actors are just sort of that guy actors. There's not a whole lot of very well-known people in this movie uh, besides really Gene Hackman and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, Roy Scheider. Mm-hmm. That's true. A lot of, a lot of just... Uh, just a lot of, a lot a lot of, of that guy actors from the 70s. It's a, it's a relatively small cast, believe it or not. It is. I, I mean, mean, at least as far as major-named characters. And yeah, there's a lot of extras, but major-named characters, it's about five, maybe five, six, seven people. Yeah, interestingly enough, um, mo- probably most of the people that you see on screen mm-hmm. are extras Mm -hmm. and even then the movie was shot like on location in new york yes and they didn't really have permission to shoot it uh so they really they didn't get film permission but because they were so involved with nypd and and former Uh nypd detectives but nobody said anything so no so that so they just like so the cops just blocked off streets (laughs) they're like all right (laughs) they're like oh you made made a movie about this make the movie about that guy all right so let's do it Block that off. <laughs> Block yeah, that yeah, off. you're good. Just shoot. Just drive as fast as you guys need to. So, um, Ryan. Yeah. Usually with these movies, we talk about uh, MacGuffins and, and and themes after that. So let's talk about the MacGuffin. A MacGuffin, by the way, for you guys who you don't know, uh, yeah, we use the term kind of loosely. Yeah, the MacGuffin is a uh, a term we use very loosely, but it is essentially the driving force of a movie. So mm-hmm. what drives the action? What drives? Usually it's a physical object. But we kind of use it a little more. A little more loosey goosey here, just so we can try to f- shoehorn it in every movie. A yeah. good example of a classic MacGuffin, though, we always say Raiders of the Lost Ark, the Ark of the Covenant, is a classic example of a MacGuffin. Yes, it is. In this movie, we have a, a pretty. I think. I think the title pretty much gives away what the MacGuffin is in this. Yeah, movie. the MacGuffin is the shipment of drugs that yeah. the French are bringing over. Yes, and I think, but it's also for a time being. Well, I mean, that kind of becomes it. I mean, it is that, but the, for the yeah. time being, I'd also say it's the who, who is this person. Yeah, catching catching, catching the, people, the involved people involved and, and, and getting and it's it's interesting because uh, the movie like basically plot wise what's happening is there's these street level and they're not it's before there's the DEA the Drug Enforcement Agency yeah. but they're basically like they're, they're basically like narcotics cops yeah they're narcotics officers yeah they're, and they're so, narcs yeah <laughs> literally if they went to a concert they'd be like no man get out of here <laughs> you oh. narc you narc <laughs> uh, so so basically what they're doing is is they are trying to they've they've got some rumors and they've got some informants and they they hear about a shipment at the same time there's a a a businessman of some repute um who in france who is working on on shipping a whole bunch of drugs over to the united states and is Mm -hmm. and is basically got this low-level celebrity involved who needs money and is like look we'll pay you a lot and you bring this over and don't ask me any questions here's the thing about this movie though you kind of got to figure that out. Yeah. You got to pay attention. They don't flat out say like in 1970s New York, drugs are a real problem. Well, I sort of, I sort of wonder, and this is, and this is drugs. I think this is drugs like heroin. Yeah. This is the pre, it's not pre cocaine, but it's, it's before the like explosion of cocaine in the, in the late seventies yeah, and eighties yeah, yeah. and, and before crack and, and any of that. But I, this is one <laughs> of those <cast>. movies. <laughs> this is one of those Ryan, movies. You sure you know a lot about drugs? No, I don't. Not, <laughs> not nothing. You know about drug history. I do. Uh, this is one of those movies that recreational drug made a lot more right. sense for the viewing public then, then than it does and, now. And it feels like it's sometimes. Sometimes you see movies that uh, I don't want to call them throwaway movies, but movies that that are very much rooted in the time that they were made, mm-hmm. and and they're always really interesting to look at 
years and years later because it's like a time capsule of the things that were happening at the time, but it, it makes a lot of assumptions. Mm-hmm. And so this, the, the French connection, like the actual story was like a major news. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a book written about it. Uh, so, so I, I think that there's a certain amount of assumption that's being made by the filmmaker and by the writers that like you, you already kind of have an idea of what this is about yeah. going into it, which is really interesting because we're watching it 45 years later. And then we're like, what? And we're like, wow, look, where's, how do people talk to each other? What is going on here? What's happening? Like, it took me a while before I'm like, okay, like it took me a while before I was like, okay, I, I, all right, I got I, I think I got it. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm following it. I got it. Okay. Well, it's it's also interesting because and then when I got it, then I'd lose it again, and then <laughs> I pick it up again midway through. Yeah, it it it's a it's a one of those movies. It's kind of interesting because you can see how a movie like this existed 45 years ago. 45 years is crazy. Yeah, that sounds so long. Uh, but a movie like this existed Ryan, 45 what years are you ago. Talking about and it's that, the year it's the year 1999. <laughs> this was only 20 years ago. No. Ryan, it wasn't even 20 years ago. Okay, then. Ryan, 1999 was only like 1999 was only like 10 years ago, right? No. Maybe. No, it's like 1999 was ago. 17 years I'm ago. I'm one of those people who consistently thinks that it was 1999 like 10 years ago. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, are, Not even 10. There are like, children who were born in 1999 graduating high school this year. Oh yeah. my god. Anyway, uh I'm so I'm a gross man. <laughs> so basically part of the it, you can tell <sighs> that man. action movies, action movie makers in the last 45 years have learned from this. And they're like, you know what? Part of this is confusing. And how can we streamline it? Yeah. It's it's interesting watching some of these older movies, uh, including the ones that we watch, where I feel like whenever I watch uh, like deleted scenes from a movie that's come out recently, everything everybody brings up is pacing. Oh, we couldn't, you know, we had to cut the scene because it was slowing down the movie. And I'm yeah. like, people didn't do that. No. In the 60s and 70s. No, they they did, not. did not care if they were slowing down the movie at all. <laughs> As we learned last last two movies. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it's really interesting to see how much that's changed, that, that now everything is sort of in service of the plot and in service of moving you forward at you know a, a particular clip and keeping you interested, whereas this movie then, it didn't have... It didn't have that audience focus. No, it was like, our focus is, we're going to tell this story. If you like it, great. If and, not, and. You know, this is this is how it is. And I feel like I feel like that's changed. Just not even just in mo- in movies, but in in general, in most mm-hmm. things, it's very much okay. What is the audience going to think? It's like you're trying to second guess the audience now. Yeah, people pleasing and and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Absolutely. It's it's especially interesting. You can tell in this movie because there are parts that are that are real confusing. Yeah. You know where are. you don't get you don't get a, a real cl- clear picture of who somebody is, but part of that leads to. So, for instance, to to use sort of the central scene in the movie, yeah, uh, we know that the French guy knows that Gene Hackman is is uh, is following him, right? Mm-hmm. We know that he knows that he's a cop and that he maybe is onto him, yeah. And so he tells his lackey, like, you know, maybe do something about it. Yeah. And we don't, but we don't get a clear picture of exactly what that means, how far this guy is willing to go, or what's going to happen. And yeah. so then we don't see anything for a while, and then somebody yeah. suddenly somebody's shooting at Gene Hackman from a rooftop and kills right. a lady, right? Just brutally, just. And so, but then we're like, well, we don't really know who this guy is. How far is he willing to go? What is Gene Hackman gonna do? Because Gene Hackman just starts chasing this guy down. He's like, like he's a cop, but his his focus is catching the bad guy, not protecting and serving the public. Exactly. I mean, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so then, 
And so then it leads to this massive, insane chase scene where the one guy's on the train. Gene Hackman steals a car from a person. He, he grand thefts autos a car, just opens the door, pulls the guy out and gets in and then just demolishes cars as he's driving, chasing the train. And garbage cans chasing the train. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it, the scene is it's crazy awesome. tense because how did they film that? I was gonna get to that. How did they film that? Like with the front of the car? They shot? strapped they a camera strap to the, a front, camera of the, the front of the car. Yeah, and at one point he he hits a car that's that's pulling through an intersection. Uh-huh. That actually happened. Really? Like that wasn't planned. It was like a guy driving to work, and he missed that. The cops were saying like, "No, you can't go in here." And they're awesome. like, "Just leave it in. Just leave it in. It's fine." <laughs> that's incredible. But but. So the whole t- the thing that's so tense is that there's nobody talking the whole time and you're and you're thinking to yourself what's he going to do to this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What like like what is this guy going to do? This guy that's just well, hack- hijacked Hackman- a, a subway and then you're like what's Gene Hackman going to do? <laughs> and it's not like a it's not like a movie, you know, with the rock where you're like, well, I know that they're going to have a fist fight, you know, and 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 then Rock's going to subdue him and and you know, say something quippy because in this movie he just shoots him in the back. He yeah. just murders him. He's, well, he's hurt people. He shot people. Oh he yeah, no, people. absolutely. But but it's it's the the lack of explanation makes that scene I feel like so much more tense because you're just like, what's gonna happen? Like where you know where's <laughs> it gonna are, go? I'm the violence. People are getting shot. Like the movie starts off. There's a somebody gets shot in the face. Yeah. In the first like ten minutes of the movie. And you're like, that sets the tone for sure. Yeah. But I I will say the one thing I will, I will give the French connection that uh, it's a lot more, it's very showing. Like it Mm -hmm. shows a lot, which is, which is not so, which is kind of refreshing because we're used to watching a lot of like popcorn action movies that kind of just like spell it out for you pretty clearly. Like we're going to make it really obvious what's happening, but just in case here's Mr. Exposition, who's going to make sure that you know. Like, I like, I like the way it's shot. Like I love one scene. It's not really action packed at all, but I love when like, when they go into the restaurant and they're eating the whole like four or five course meal Mm -hmm. and Gene Hackman's just outside across the street watching freezing cold, eats a pizza, pizza. pizza. Yeah. And he's like, (laughs) and that's a great scene too. And and it's just, but it's just, it's good filmmaking. It's interesting to watch and it it does everything. It's it, it, and nowadays it'd be like, all right, I guess I better wait here. And then it'd be like, Oh, Gene Hackman waking up and it's dark side. It's yeah, like, like now they go. Oh, we had to cut. We thought it was interesting, but we had to cut this for for you know because it slowed down the movie. Yeah, it's but like, instead, what's it? What it does is you get a real good sense of how tenacious mm-hmm. Gene Hackman is, is yeah. and how much this other guy who totally knows that Gene Hackman is following does not care. Yeah, and e- the, I think uh, Yeah, I, I think the thing. I think that, that that whole idea of pacing and working for the audience can work for you, but can also work against you. Yeah, Because something like that is really interesting, and it shows a lot about character, and it makes you really think about it for a while. But nowadays, that would probably get cut from the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, Captain America waiting for you know somebody to walk out of a building is not yeah. going to happen. He's going to just be punching through a window <laughs> and, and uh, going right in there. Um, well, I, and another another interesting yeah. scene that's kind of like that is where they they tear down the car. Yes. Uh-huh. which Which apparently was shot in the location where the actual French Connection car was actually torn down. Oh, really? And the guy who was playing the mechanic was the mechanic. Really? Who actually tore down the actual That's French Connection awesome. car. It's pretty crazy. I love that moment, too. It's like, you didn't check. Well, I moved everything, except for this. Like, come on, man. <laughs> really? Really? You're going to do but this to me? It's such a dramatic, tense scene. Also, because like at this point in the movie, you're kind of like, Okay, Gene Hackman's kind of nuts. Yeah, he's like he's, he's he's like not only is he nuts, but he kind of has a vendetta against these guys. And so you're sort of second guessing yourself, saying like, well, what if you know, what if 
there's not drugs in the car. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's a super good tension building scene, but it's really long. Yeah. And it's and they montage it all to heck. It's it's kind of cool seeing these sort of proto montages where there's not like rock and roll music, but just the sound of of you know air compressor powered uh to be honest it feels more tense that way because it feels like it feels like oh man like this is important and like all the sounds and things that are happening are super like like oh we haven't found anything yet like the the fact that it's their silence builds that idea that there is importance that that these drugs inside this thing need to be found or else someone is going to get their butt handed to them um I, I do like. Let's talk about the character, like Gene Hackman's character, and sure. like that idea. Hey, Popeye was, Doyle. What, what a great name. Was there like was there like a uh, a character like this before? I mean, I'm sure we had certain things, but like not quite to this level of realism. Like I know we had people like you know we had Clint Eastwood, you know, in the in the like being the man with no name and stuff yeah. like that. Kind of like these kind of. Uh, what's what I'm looking for? Kind of an anti-hero type thing. Yeah, but I, he's I, a. I, I I don't. I'm trying to think if there's any movies that I've seen before that are quite like this. Like this is almost like proto for the next movie that we're gonna watch in my yeah. mind. Like this that movie. I don't I feel, know. If maybe like they were like. I'd probably mean this co-made. movie and that movie together sort of created the '80s action star. I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah. and and I and you know what? Um, we'll talk more about that. Yes, next time. in a movie that we've watched, Bullet. Yeah. Okay. But the difference, the big difference between this movie and that movie is in Bullet, Steve McQueen is by the book. Yeah. He does everything exactly following procedure. He is Teflon. Yeah. And he doesn't mess around. Like he's he's gonna he's gonna do a car chase. He's gonna do it because he's gonna track down the bad guy, but he's not gonna but it's it, it there's a lot of differences there. Yeah. He's like the guy in this movie is is He's a dirty cop. Yeah, like he's a piece of crap. Like I, <laughs> I don't like it, it. There's, there's a lot of part of the, parts of this movie where it's just sort of like blatant, like police overreach and abuse oh, and absolutely. stuff like that. And and like it bothers me. Yeah. Because at the same time you're rooting for this guy, but you're like this guy is a dirtbag. Yeah. And so and so I feel and I mean I I wasn't alive in the seventies. Uh, I and you know I God I'd hope not. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, but. Uh, but I don't know. I don't. I don't really know if this was if the idea of a antihero who's who's just a, a a human piece of garbage, but we're rooting for him anyway, mm-hmm. is. I don't know. It's definitely an archetype that is massive now, yeah. and this feels like sort of an early proto version of it. Yeah, and and I feel like in the it, where that archetype and when that character morphed is that there are parts there are parts things that he does things that he says that are just sort of like detestable. Right, and and I feel like they've shaved off those edges in in the intervening forty five years, and so characters now are still the like, you know, I'm I'm gonna do whatever I say, police chief. I don't care about you, but it's because it's the right thing, not like because I want to murder these bastards. Well, but it's also not like I'm gonna do whatever, police chief. By the way, here's all these racial slurs I'm gonna throw out, and I'm also gonna go to this bar. And beat people up, and I mean, I know one of them was an informant, and that's the idea behind it. But yeah, like that he, that's kind of funny. Actually. He beat, but it, like he like just basically is just harassing people. Like, yeah. or I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna run, chase somebody down the street dressed as Santa Claus, and then beat the hell out of him in an alley. That's based on a true story too. That's which crazy. is so great. Uh, <laughs> but it's you know it's interesting. Another movie that you can look at with regards to this is um, <laughs> it sounds funny. Bad Boys, Bad Boys Two. Okay, explain. Uh, well, because it's it's the same sort of idea. It's it's these cops who are basically narcotics cops are in Miami, yeah. and, and it's you know twenty two thousand whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, but 
but it's a lot of similarities. They're they're sort of riding that line between you know what is allowed and what's not allowed in in service of the greater good. Yeah. Uh, but the difference is you love those guys. You think those guys are great. Whereas when you're watching this movie, you're like, man, that that Popeye Doyle, he's a he's a piece of crap. Well, there's but there's a lot of moments where you're like, God, this guy's garbage, but he's just fighting. He's fighting to do the right thing. Yeah. And and to get these bad guys. So you're like, you're not a good guy, but I guess you're doing the right thing. So go you. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, tough. There's there's this weird tension that you don't I'm, that you don't see in in movies like yeah. Bad Boys and well, stuff. Like and that. what I'm impressed at is I don't remember. Maybe I missed it, but I don't remember in a single conversation in this movie where Roy Scheider's like, I, which which you would see in a lot of stuff, like probably something like a Lethal Weapon. Like one of them's like, "Listen, I'm quitting. Like I can't take you being like this." Oh yeah. There's right. none of that. He's just ten like, days till retirement. He, yeah. No, not even that. But he's just there's none of a like there's none of this like, "Listen, Popeye Doyle, I don't like the way you do things, so I'm quitting." And then he's like, "No, wait, I need you." There's none of that. Yeah, he's yeah. just like. Again with this crap, <laughs> like and he's just like, well, he's he's my partner. Yeah, and so yeah, it's so much so that like he goes the the end of this movie, he like goes, he's so hell bent on doing on on get catching this guy that he just murders somebody. Yeah, yeah, a, a, an FBI agent. Yes, an FBI because and he, he's just like, well, he's like, he was here. I know, like, and that that part was uh, that ending is very interesting to me because that's such a. It's such a weird, abrupt mm-hmm. ending, but mm-hmm. I guess it fits the movie, but it's just like, he doesn't ever say like, he doesn't go like, oh no, I made a mistake. Yeah. He's just like, the guy's here. I know it. And that's how it ends. And then mm-hmm. like, oh, and by the way, this happened and this happened. And this just, happened, I, this I, happened. I mean, I feel like you're supposed to get the idea like this guy is tenacious. Like he does not stop. He will get the bad guy no matter what, well, no matter who stands in his way. And this feels like less of a movie about less of a movie about the whole idea of the drug bus and the French connection and all that stuff. And more of a, almost like a character piece on Gene Hackman's mm-hmm. character. Yeah. It feels like we're, we're not we're, I mean, he doesn't change by the end of the movie. He's still static, but it's like, let's watch this guy and see how far he will go. And he will go mm-hmm. so far as to accidentally murder an innocent man and feel nothing because yeah. he's so hell bent on catching this guy. Like it's, and I've seen movies now that do that too, where they're just people are so hell bent on catching that guy. I mean, you could ar- you could argue the next movie you watch is very similar to that, but mm. it's also kind of different, yeah, because he's kind of helping people. I don't see Gene yeah. Hackman. Does Gene Hackman help anyone in this movie? No, no, he's just out for to, he's out to do this. He needs to do this, but he doesn't help the innocent. He doesn't try to save anybody's life. He's just. Out to get to this catch guy. the catch the drug dealer. One of my favorite moments in this movie that made me chuckle though because uh. it's just so silly is when they're driving around. It's nothing nothing that was done on purpose. So when they drive, we're following that guy around. They're following Sal around the beginning, and then he finally stops, and Sal is working at that whatever his little like diner or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It is. And then they show up the marquees, and it says candy newspapers. I'm like, that's an idea. Why has no one made candy newspapers? Yet? I don't even know what like, that until like a newspaper made out of bubble gum. You, you get go, sticky. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, like bubble gum trading cards. Like you, you hold, but, the, but you bite part. But of the it trading then, cards aren't made out of bubble gum. You understand that, right? In but they put a piece cards. of bubble gum in there that's shaped like a trading card. Well, it's just a piece of bubble gum. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you have a newspaper-sized piece of bubble gum. That's a lot of gum. I know. <laughs> So I think it'd be very popular amongst seven. All right, fine. Girls. Okay, fine. Like some sort of candied paper. Like why are there no candy newspapers? Because it would be sticky. It said candy newspaper. It'd be a big mess. Then it was magazine sandwich. You say this. <laughs> let me tell you from a parent perspective. <laughs> I don't want a giant sheet of sugar that someone gives my child <laughs> that they then stick their fingers all over. Okay, now, but imagine you're a child. Wouldn't you want that? Oh, I would want it all over my face. <laughs> See, I just want to like press it onto my face and then I'd suffocate. <laughs> 
Do you ever do that with Pringles? You put them over your mouth and try to crack them into your mouth. I would do oh, that no, I do the duck lips thing. See, uh, <laughs> I would you know, try to do it like them? a suction cup. Uh, I put it over and go, go crack. And there's a couple of times it hit the back of my throat. Oh, like, oh, like, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> like that. I'll never do that again. But then you know, another one. Then Pringles. You know what I was thinking about it? Another. <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous. Okay, good Bear with me on this. Uh, another another series of cop based. You know, like catching the bad guy type stories that I've watched from around this era. Uh, I've watched a lot of is Columbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there's a lot of Columbo on Netflix, and I got obsessed with it. A few yeah, but Columbo doesn't. <laughs> Columbo doesn't use racial slurs. No, he doesn't. Throwing down bars. It's, it's, he's, he's it's interesting to think of Columbo, uh, which before it before it sort of became a parody of itself in the '80s was <laughs> just a just a it, almost like Sherlock Holmes style stories except that you know what the crime was before it happens yeah and you're watching this guy unravel it uh and and so it's it's so different it, it is like completely opposite because the guy colombo is this very unassuming like you know softly spoken guy who's who's also really tenacious mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's interesting that that two you know different cop shows cop police based entertainment um Around the era, the focus was the tenacity of the cop, mm-hmm. and 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 a lot of the other things sort of didn't really matter. Yeah, and I and I feel like that's stuck around with cop movies even now. Yeah, that that the you, you want if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a cop movie, then the central character in the cop movie is gonna be tenacious. He's not gonna let go, and I guess that makes sense for film characters in general because you don't want the guy who's kind of like. Well, this is hard. I'm gonna well, eat a feel, grilled but, cheese sandwich. But I feel like even that has has, has expanded outside of like cop movies. Mm. Think about uh, think about like a show like um, House. Mm-hmm. House is very much that way too. It's a Sherlock well, Holmes. I know yeah, they, Sherlock Holmes. I know yeah. <laughs> we all know. We uh, all right, know. Right, right, right. Right. Um, or even you know, it was a short lived show that you'd probably really like. Uh, that was only on for two seasons, but dang, was it good? You ever watched Lie to Me? Oh no, no! But I heard lie to me is salt. You would love lie to me, and the fact that they use real life lie detection techniques. Oh yeah, like they're like, oh, everyone lies when looking to their left. Like actually, people most likely are telling the truth when they look to their left because that uses that side of the brain. When they lie, they're looking to the right to try to create something. And also, people can't lie backwards. (laughs) Lie backwards. So if you're telling a story and they go, okay, tell me that same story, but tell me it backwards. Oh right. Usually, details or things will change. Unless you're me, a sociopath who learns how to lie backwards. You are a sociopath. Um, but no, but I, I think let's talk a little bit about before before we head out. Let's 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 give the action beats one more because they do have that car chase, which is legendary. Oh man, and incredible, and like it's it the, it's fast. <laughs> like, yeah, he is driving like a bat out of hell. Yeah, I've, and it's one of the interesting things that you can and do. There's a film. lot of cars in this movie, mm-hmm. Ryan. Ryan, you're the whenever you have cars in a movie, I like to talk. I think about because I'm like Ryan. Tell me about all the cars. In there's this a movie. lot of fancy cars in this. What movie. cars are in this movie, Ryan? Uh, I a lot of the cars in this movie are not the. I don't know. They're 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 late model. They're like '70s cars. There's a lot of like you know big body Fords and mm-hmm. and Chevys and you know they're it's mostly American cars and mostly big fat heavy American cars. <laughs> the big like boxes. Even, even the car that that he drives in that car chase scene, which is a it's like a Pontiac Grand Prix or Grand Am mm-hmm. uh, or Trans Am. That's uh, one of those. But but it's it's supposed to be like a like a fast car for the time, and it still looks like big you know a block of metal. Big big heavy thing and this is right before sort of the oil crisis in the late 70s mm-hmm. and things like that and so cars changed a lot um but but all the cars every single one of those cars is just sort of like the like especially his blue sort of nondescript sedan yeah. uh-huh. like his you know it's like a 60s model you're supposed to get the idea and when you get the idea a couple of times not only from his car but like where he lives in some 
like in a hallway in like a random apartment that the Papa Doyle like cares about being a cop. And, and that's it. That's it. Like the rest of his life doesn't exist. And weird things with ladies. You know, meeting a lady <laughs> who's riding a bicycle. Yep. Um, I, you know, what's, what's crazy to think about, like a lot of people think that those older cars, those big mm-hmm. blocks of metal are safer. Oh, they're, no. not, they're not. My dad works in my dad's business. He works in he works in a comp for a company that manufactures the sensors they put in crash dummies. Oh, okay. Um, and so he's gone out into the middle of the desert to these test sites, and he's like, I've seen. He said his favorite story is when he saw an eighteen wheeler. Like they just they just like basically like rev the engine. Like okay, like basically put a brick on the on the uh, on the accelerator, and all of a sudden this big eighteen wheeler is coming down, and all the ground these pylons start coming up. Oh yeah, and this thing cut, hits into it. My dad, excuse me, Lane goes oh. Like he's like oh my, and he's with at work with work people oh, wow. and they're like he's like oh I'm sorry like I crazy like like no 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 that's a very common reaction the first time you see it like that's a t- it just a, a, it just rends it the just, truck in two yeah like and right through well and that's he how, said he's like I see newer cars and older cars and you would think those older cars are a little better no like a hot knife through butter yeah like, and, that, and you they don't see it no. in this movie yeah when he glances into cars just chunks come off yeah things things just get dented and pushed out of the so way all the old people who are like older cars are better it's like no the new cars are safer <laughs> they have airbags and they have like plastic bits. plastic bits that don't cut your eyes out when they shoot up at you i don't know um so ryan did you watch this movie uh, uh, alone by yourself or did you watch it with your with your wife um did I watch this? Movie? I watched this movie in small chunks over the course of like two days. Oh, really? I couldn't. Yeah, I kept trying to watch it, and then I'm like, "All right, I got another." Th- I watch it like in three, like thirty to forty minute chunks. Like oh, that's wow. how I watched. Now, this my movie. wife and I, like, she's a she's a really big fan of um like police shows, and in our downtime when we want to watch something that we don't really care about, or we watch things like CSI or, or mm-hmm. Columbo, we, we watch a lot of cop shows. Um and and so she was she was pretty into it, but. I mean, yeah, there's some lulls in this movie. There's, there's a lot there, of lulls. And and we talked about how those lulls really help to develop character and stuff like that. It's a, um, it's a plus and a minus. It develops but, character, but at the same time it also it also makes you feel yeah, like Yeah, but you sacrifice you sacrifice sort of speed of the film and well, stuff. Well, when you hear this movie as a car chase, you're like, you know, they're like Millhouse. When are they gonna get to the firework factory? Yeah. <laughs> It's true. Like, no, when's Tintin gonna get to the uh, That's moon? how I felt watching it, and it's definitely not until the second half, until late in the second half. Yeah. Or but and and the interesting thing is it's we talk about Michael Bay a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still haven't really watched a Michael Bay movie. No, we will at some point. We'll one do. We'll day. do Bayhem. We'll do Bayhem. We know we did. We watched The Rock. No, you're right. But but one but that's thing that like, Michael that, Bay that's that's hardly a Michael yeah. Bay. One movie, thing that Michael Bay it? does is once you hit sort of the midpoint of the movie or the last third of the movie, it's just everything is in service of moving everything forward. Right. And and every, it's every action sequence builds on the previous one, and everything gets bigger and crazier and more intense. Oh, you're gonna make and, us watch Transformers. And aren't you? and this movie doesn't do that. You get that. You get that hardcore car chase scene and the way it ends and it ends sort of at a shock and then basically everything that happens after that is slower and less intense than that car chase scene mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's a there's a a, a a shootout that happens but the shootout is great because it's pretty realistic which means it's super mundane yeah it's like people are like oh shoot i don't, I don't want to die like i'm gonna hide yeah and then I'm gonna try to shoot. Oh, somebody's shooting! Like it's like it, it's it's not like a it's not like a, a firefight. No. It's more like a bunch of guys with guns throwing bullets at each other. That's true. And and um, I mean, and then and then the last scene, which is the sort of the chase in the dark warehouse, mm-hmm. is again really slow and really tense, and and not very much action, not really any action. Uh, and so it's it's interesting because 
especially now people work on you know they climax of the movie the peak the 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 hiding heightening the excitement and this movie peaks early yeah and, and then there's a lot of movie left still it's true uh which is which is again sort of a sign that it's this like proto action where where america kind of like know, along the same lines as bullet this one's a little more action-packed i would argue than bullet yeah well and bullet does that big car chase scene it's pretty close to the end and it's it's kind of the big climax of the movie yeah whereas this one they do the car chase scene and then there's well, another no, 45 there's the minutes bullet of movie. part at the airport and there's the big the big shootout at the airport at That's the end true. of it That's so true. but 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 like i feel like it's very similar to that but different like it doesn't i don't know the stakes felt smaller obviously mm. than bullet but yeah it, it it's similar in tone. It's, it's only a few years off, so yeah. it's like they're probably three year difference. I'm sure they probably watched that movie. And we're like, all right, we should include some things from this because it was pretty good. It's pretty yeah. popular. So I don't know. I I did I enjoy this movie? Yeah. Uh, did I? Would I say you have to watch it a thousand times? And it's it's an it's a triumph of cinema. Probably not, but it's probably it's worth definitely a watch. Just like we talked about Seven Samurai, uh, it's worth a watch. Mm-hmm, um, absolutely, at least, at least once. Um, especially if you're studying like we do. I know we're trying to be high art this month, but <laughs> we did last year too. The first month of the year, we always try to start high art, and then we just eventually by the end of the year, we're like, let's talk about Star Wars. Yep, that's us. So uh, we with something like this, I think it's good. You're right, proto action. That's the best way I could describe it. So like, you want to watch where a lot of the movies now, like I can guarantee you. I've seen a dozen movies with car chases where the camera's mounted in the front of the car. Movies like Fast and Furious, this is where they came from in some small way. They came with the the, the whole idea of filming car. These guys were this and Bullet that we watched before way back when we're breaking ground in that idea that like of a car chase movie. I think I think of the idea of having something like that was probably like, okay, that's pretty crazy. You're going to put this camera on a car. And have it drive fast. Yeah, that's insane. That's crazy. And it not might break. And not just like you know Batman nineteen sixty six. No, 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 they no, just no. Shoot it driving regular, and then, and then they speed, speed it, it up. up. Yeah, and that didn't feel like that. that's the thing. As I was watching, see, is that what they're doing here? That didn't feel they, like that. They sped it up a little bit, but not. But no, not very much. They. No. I think what I read is that they they undercranked it to eighteen frames a second uh-huh. instead of twenty four, and then gotcha. they projected it obviously at twenty four. Gotcha. Uh, which which pushed it just the just, just a, a bit faster. Um, but um, but anyway, Ryan. Uh, as far as rating on this movie, what do you what do you give it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you that it's it's a movie that's like an important action movie. But I mean, I yeah, I mean, you should watch it. But it's not. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 nice and short. It's a good solid ninety minutes or so. It's pretty good. It's about um, hundred. It's a little over that. Like yeah, maybe a little hundred. Um, but it's it's fun. It's interesting. But at the same time, it's not. Don't expect a rip roar and thrill ride. No, no, it's not a. It's not an edge edge of your seat, no holds barred thrill ride. Yeah, no. to adventure and excitement. No, it's it's not. more of like a dirty, a, grimy. Yeah, a cop know, movie, a robot <laughs> renegade cop. It's yeah. not about that. <laughs> it's about it's about a renegade cop who's like a piece of crap. Like he's yeah. a he's a you know renegade he's a cop on the edge who doesn't play by the rules yeah but but not the cliche he's like actually a dirtbag yeah he is uh so i don't know i mean it's it's a it's a good movie it's very well made you can definitely see the effects of this movie in the last 45 years of, of film history mm-hmm. uh so in that sense it's it's definitely worth seeing um but but we have to judge it on our scale yeah but i mean you know it's it's not a no holds barred no, no. holds barred thrill no. ride at no, the edge for of your sure. seat for sure into the future. I, I'm glad I saw it, yes, but I feel like I feel about this movie the way a lot of people feel about Citizen Kane, which is like, I don't need to watch that again for yeah, a long, yeah. long time. So what's your rating? You mean what a lot of high schoolers feel about The Matrix? Probably, yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. 
Quentin Tarantino loves The Matrix. I love The Matrix. I know you do. I mean, I was obsessed with that movie. Not the sequels. A couple of The years. first one. <laughs> what, I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Uh, so, so, Ryan, what's the rating? <sighs> I don't know. That's This is a tough one to rate because because it's a it's a good movie very well made ex- exceptionally well acted um i mean we don't really talk about acting very much but but gene hackman like he is this guy yes like mm-hmm. there's no there's no veil there he's just a he's this guy uh i would give it i mean a, a sort of middle of the road seven i guess okay i'm gonna rate a little bit lower than that all right <laughs> seven what though uh seven uh, accidental car crashes in the middle of a car chase scene that you're shooting. Nice. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give it a little bit lower. I'm going to give it six. And that's the fair. reason that's I'm fair. giving it six, I'm giving it six bullets shot from Gene Hackman's gun into an innocent FBI officer and he doesn't oh. get a rip about it because <laughs> he's Ooh, so focused so on catching the bad guys. All right, guys. Well, that's... Oh, by the way, Blockbuster block, well, so yeah, Blockbuster? Yeah, I'd say it's Blockbuster. Because you have absolutely. to watch it. You do have to watch it. It's important to watch at least... the All these movies this month, I feel like... You have to watch them at least once. It's important mm-hmm. that you watch them at least once. Um, so, yes, I would say Blockbuster for, in, in that regard. For sure. So uh, that is going to be do it uh, for the French Connection. So that's French Connection. That is our show. But before we go, uh, we want to give you a preview of the movie we're watching next time. Very much in the vein of French Connection. In fact, came out later the same year, 1971. Yeah, just a couple of months later in 1971. Um, with, I would say, probably the more notable of the two. The one that so many things are based off there's multiple oh yeah of this of this character uh we're gonna be watching the very first appearance of clint eastwood it's true as dirty harry in <laughs> 1971's dirty harry so thank you so much for listening as always uh and join us next time when we watch dirty harry and remember whether it's blockbuster or lackluster we're, we're the, the super, super action bros, bros. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.